Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trap nerds. Trap nerds. Real niggas like you never heard. We in this piece. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Trap Nerds Podcast Episode 39. We need to be shorty. authorities. We got an incredible, incredible episode for you guys today. We're going to be reviewing The Eternals. And we have a very incredible guest today. Josh Johnson makes his return to the Trap Nurse Podcast. All of this and more on today's episode. Let's get into it. How you guys doing today? Good. Kind of. As, as like, well as you like can be. Ass. Everybody's dying like today. Ass. Everybody. I ain't dying. I'm here. <laughs> Except Baku, man. That nigga stay in the house. I ain't got no germs on me. None at all. I'm not sick. I feel great. You know, they say COVID affects fat people the most. I didn't t- COVID didn't affect me at all. So I'm just saying I'm a living statistic. I mean, I'm not a st- statistic. Yo, what? Did I'm you have sound it? Sounded did out. Did you have COVID? What did he say? What sound is- did. I'm not a I think he tried to say a statistic. A why, statistic. You, why you sound like Elmer Fudd when you said that? That's shut weird. Up, yeah, you, shut up. Your brain went dead when you tried to say that. But yeah, I'm not one of those. But did you have and COVID? Brain started Never had COVID. You. All right, then, what are you talking then you're about? not a statistic. What? That's what I'm saying. I'm not a statistic. What? Uh, what? What is it called Stop again? Making say, <laughs> Stop making me say the word. How did we, how did we get here? Though? I'm just you saying. Say I'm just saying. What they mean is when you have COVID, you're more likely to die. They don't mean you're more likely to catch it. COVID. Yeah. Well, I have no. They said I don't know. I <laughs> we know you don't know. I'm not a doctor. Where did you hear this from? <laughs> Just saying, they say fat people are more likely to die from it. Yeah, but you ain't got it. So I haven't got so it. So how do you know? So I've been staying alive. Anyway, can we move on to Tony, man? Tony, how's That's your week, y'all, man? Y'all, y'all, could, y'all decided to ask more questions. Y'all could just move on man? from... How's your week, Tony? How was your week, how was your week Dre? Dre, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I caught the flu and dislocated my arm in the same day. It was raining hard as hell and it was cold. Then I woke up the next day feeling like death. Then I tried to thug it out because, you know, I'm a real-ass nigga. I'm, I wasn't a real-ass nigga. I had to go to the hospital. But they gave me a lot of medicine and shit, so I've been walking on sunshine for like two days. Like I said, I told people that you got jumped by a group of sick crackheads. Keep that lie going. <laughs> like a mother, that's a cooler way to say it. But that's about it for me. Hey, 
Well, we're glad to have you here. Doug it. Tony, how was your week? Uh, I don't remember. Cause, <laughs> so it was. It must have been okay. I just think this like whole sickness thing. Because I, I woke up yesterday with some sinus issues. And uh, last night it just got way worse. Today I'm really feeling it. But other than that, I think my week was pretty good, I think. Uh, Baku? This week, I saw the Eternals on opening day. Oh, yeah, you, you'll good. see when the review come. Disappointed in that. So somebody please shit off their phone. It's my alarm. Fuck you. <laughs> the, the review, the the review. I'm be kind of harsh. This might be one of the few Marvel movies I'm really harsh on. I ain't gonna get into it now, but I'm disappointed. Um, we recording right now while the Cowboys game going on, so I'm trying to hear up and look at the Cowboys game. That's another thing that's behind the scenes that y'all gonna hear here because we uh, the Cowboy game going on right now. They're getting blew out at the moment, but. Other than that, this week has been pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. Xavier? Uh, my week was good. I actually did an interview on uh, on uh, Humane Roundup. It's an animal control-centered podcast that actually had Carol Baskin on not too long ago. So I thought that was pretty good. I'm getting in contact. She's coming. I'm, I'm getting in contact. I want her on the I, show. I ain't going to beat her for no. the interview. I'm just letting you know that right now. I want her on the show. Yeah. I don't wanna, That's, I, that yes. can be one of your yeah. That's one I don't want to be involved interviews. in the interview at all. So I'm just letting you know that right now. I'm good. Why not, bro? Why cool not? Off cool off that. What if I got the Tatooine King to, to come like, on? I ain't going out. Oh, shit. I, I, I interview Joy Exotic. I interview yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> See, but y'all don't, know, y'all, don't, y'all don't understand Carol Baskin. Like, I, I now understand her now. I, I don't want no murderers on my show, man. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. Okay. Hey, hey. I'm not trying to get fed the Tigers, my nigga. She's the world's greatest supervillain, bro. She got away with it. She goes down there with OJ Simpson. I don't think she's going to come on the show, you saying that. <laughs> I know, right? Nah, but still, like. But yeah, that was a cool podcast. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Kamara Usman. Retained the title again against Kobe Covington. Bruh, that was a good fight. I got to see a little bit of it. Real good fight. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, UFC 268 was dope. Y'all go look up Chris. And also, go look up Chris Barnett. Go look up his fight. Y'all going to be thoroughly entertained with his entrance and at the end of the other fight. Just go look it up after the show is done. I tell you what fight was going hard last night. Canelo Alvarez, boy. Okay, Living how did around. that go? Okay, how did it go? Knockout, boy. He got him in the living round. The first undisputed middleweight champion, man. Canelo. Mm. That boy, bad boy. That's a bad boy right there. That's a bad essay. That's one of Tony's peoples. Bro. He bad. <laughs> you sure you want to say that? You sure you want to be saying all that right now? Yes, that's one of Tony's peoples, man. You know, you know. But dude, I remember seeing that stir down. It, it is, though. <laughs> I remember seeing that stare down. The dude swung at Canelo. And Canelo just dies and stuff like quickly. I'm like, dang, bro. And like, and the dude was a re- that was a real swing too. He, Canelo just moved. Just he been like, the best. He been the best ever since Floyd Mayweather put that whipping on him. He been mm-hmm. the best ever since then. Floyd Mayweather yeah. woke him up. That's what they yeah. say. Floyd Mayweather woke him up. Like he made him realize some shit. He was he was too young to be trying to fight Floyd Mayweather back then. Anyways, he wasn't experienced enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh that was my week in a nutshell. Uh, I did watch. Uh, I did watch Army of Thieves. Oh yeah, way mm. better than Army of the Dead, right, Tony? Oh yeah, I, way, like, way better. <laughs> I had to watch that. I mean, you were supposed to. I was, but had a lot going on. Like what? I work a lot, bro. Oh okay, that's that's a good excuse. But let's just um let's let's get into it. Eternals. The Eternals. The newest Marvel origin story. From Chloe Zhao. I'm just going to say before we get to the review, that's the first problem with the movie, Chloe Zhao. I don't like her choices. I don't like the choices she made in this movie at all. I'm just putting that out there. I got a real problem with her choices. Okay, the Eternals, I'm going to give y'all an overview. The Eternals are like cosmic helpers. They help the the cosmic beings in the 
in the Marvel Universe, the Celestials. They uh, they were sent to Earth to protect it, protect humans. That's what they told the Eternals. I'm just going to leave it right there until we get into the review. That's what they told the Eternals. They were there to protect the humans from these uh, things called deviants. They were basically dinosaurs, really. <laughs> they look like the dinosaurs to me. And um, through this whole yeah, movie, you, go, you go through their whole history and stuff. You learn about them. Learn about what they did, why they didn't help during the uh, end game and all that stuff. You learn about all this other stuff. Or slavery. Yes. <laughs> or Hitler and all the other stuff. Or Hitler. Or the, the, the atomic bombs. You actually see that in there. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's a really uh, interesting movie. It, it's still interesting, even though I didn't like it all, all that much. It's interesting. So, we're going to go by act by act and see what uh, everybody thought of the movie. The first act, that's the beginning. They go, you find out that... Um, this is an emergency alert. There's a nerd on the loose, and he has spoilers. This is a trap nerd spoiler alert. So if y'all don't want to hear this shit, I advise y'all to get the fuck up out of here right the fuck now. Ajax is dead. Right off the bat, Selma Hayek is dead in the beginning of the movie. Right off the bat. <laughs> right. Right dead. off none the bat. Just, just none of her. Just dead in the beginning of the movie. And you find out that she's dead, and they, they try to investigate, so they get everybody together. They go try to find all the other Eternals and stuff to uh, figure out why Ajax was targeted. And there, they find the secret of what's really happening on Earth. They think they're there to protect Earth, but they were actually sent there to protect something growing inside Earth. They're basically like harvesters. Uh, Eternal, yeah. The uh, Eternals yeah. growing inside Earth. And so the Eternals, they 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 uh, they no, harvest celestial. energy. The, the, yeah, the Celestial, they are they harvest energy from the life on Earth. So when Thanos snapped and took half the population, it was actually stopping the Celestial from being born. But once the snap happened again, they brought all the life back to Earth. The Celestial had enough power to be born then. So Thanos was really happy helping out. He, he actually <laughs> saved the planet. Like that's one thing that movie opened up our eyes to. He actually say he was saving the planet. Like he was doing the right thing. The Avengers are the villains. But this is the problem. When the Celestials are born, they destroy the planet oh, that they born into. So if they born out of Earth, it's gonna destroy the whole planet, destroy life on Earth as we know it. And so that's where the Celestials have this real like like battle over what to do. Some of them, some of them wanna still stay with the um, stay with the Celestials, and some of them still want want to help the humans. So it's a battle. It's like half and half, half and half. It's a battle. Civil war. Ass yeah, it's shit. like a, it's like a, they they battling them. Celestial civil war. So um, oh, the Eternals. No, the Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah. Well, Eternals. Oh, okay, and also I wanna one, I wanna point it? out something that I noticed too. How the Celestial was kind of beat up. Uh, what's his name? Harshin. He was beat up. Arshim? Yeah. I wondered, did he get in a fight with that dead Celestial on Nowhere, and he won the fight? Who are you talking about? Because you see how it's beat up the Celestial was? Harshim? Har I can't, I don't know the thing. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was beat up. Like, he was okay. really beat up. He like, he had got in a battle. I wondered if he got in a battle with the dead Celestial on Nowhere. Yeah, they, hey, they probably fight all the time. They that's probably, probably what, what yeah. Yeah. they kind of do at times. Yeah, they, that's like they shit. They probably fight all the time. He was the, he was the main Celestial in this, in this movie. You really didn't see them that much. When you did see them, though, you could fit, really feel the presence or the weight of the Celestials, though. I like that part of it. I like you oh, yeah. really feel, feel the weight of them. Yeah, it's very well-framed, yeah. the shots. Yeah, and how big and how powerful they was. But uh, going back, um, when the Celestials born, they destroy the planet they born on. So this is this is where the whole movie starts, man. So Athena, Athena, actually, removing A, because she's... That Greek guy somehow was named after her, so... Uh, uh, it's a whole bunch of whole bunch of allegories and stuff. They, they relate back to real yes, history of their lives. It's, it's too much of it to me. Too much of it for me. But there, there they learned that what what the celestials were really there for and stuff like that. And 
this is where the whole movie jumped out. What do y'all think about that first part of the movie where you find out the secrets, man? The first secrets. Then you find out the second secrets at the end. Well, what do you think about this first part of the movie, Xavier? The movie, the beginning of the movie yeah. did a good job at capturing me for the most part. I like the special effects was, was like on point. I mean, like they, they, so I like how they displayed the celestials and everything like that. So, I mean, yeah, it, it did a good, like that, the first part, uh, off the bat, it was good. It was decent. It was a decent start. Tony? The, the opening scene was really great. Like, and I know this kind of vague, but I guess what I mean is it, it did a good job of showing them in a, a word you used before was regal, in a regal way, because yeah. I think it introduced them very well. And like their personalities already kind of showed. And that first action sequence where they, when they first come to Earth and start beating up the deviants, that's that was a really good action sequence. Yeah, really good action sequence. Because I, I liked. I think my favorite pair, if I had to just go right from that scene, it was Gilgamesh and uh, Athena, because it really showed off that the whole regal thing that you talked about before. The first part, this this is my first part with the movie right here, and Chloe, the way Chloe Zhao did it. I don't like how some of them were strong and some of them wasn't. In the comics, they all supposed to be warriors. Y- y- y'all understand all what I'm saying? Oh, yes, yes. yes. But all some of them was yeah, out. They Jack was super weak. Yeah, she, she couldn't even beat really? the Deviants. She was super yes. weak, man. Super so underpowered. So that's how she died. Yeah, she's super underpowered. She had a fight mm. with a shotgun. They nerfed. Jack. She had to fight him with a shotgun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> man. She got, she got nerfed? Yes. <laughs> like a, they all got nerfed. All, they, all they she nerfed. could do was heal. All she could do was heal. They, they have... To, I know they have to nerf them a little bit, but I don't know about that much, man. Yeah, because they all—all all of them got super strength and got super not, healing off top. Not in the movie. Nope. And then nope. you get your own special power, and then you focus on that. Not in the movie. Not in the movie. Huh? Not in the movie. Right. A whole bunch of movies. Like uh, like Druid. I'm paying attention. Now. Druid, who you find out, uh, who you find in sick ass, he like running a cult. Cause he could control people's mind. That's all he could really do okay. is control people's minds. He's he kind of all. I like I like the act that they got for him though. Yes, I, I like he 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 did a good job acting that part. Why would you send people who can't fight back? I don't understand. I don't. That's true. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, I get what you're saying. I don't understand enough. But he, but uh, Jon Snow plays the Black Knight. He he plays the person who's gonna become the Black Knight. Just that's why there. he looks so familiar. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna be the Black Knight. They have a lot was, of Game of Thrones actors in here. Yes, it's like three, four. Yeah, he was. A, he was. He's in the first act too. Him and Thena are dating. And no, Sprite, him and Cersei. Cersei. Cersei, or Cersei. I mean, Cersei is dating, and uh, Sprite is there with them. And uh, I think it was London at the beginning, wasn't it, Tony? Wasn't it London at the beginning? Yeah, it was London. London. And uh, that's when the first Deviant attacks them. And there you see the the real dude, Icarus, shows up and fights with that um, fights with the Deviant. Icarus is my favorite character from this movie, even though even though I don't like the ways they went with him at the end. But I like that character, man. What do you, what do you think about about uh, Icarus, Xavier? Yeah, I like I like Icarus. He he was cool. Like he, I got a gist of him being like he's gonna be a problem throughout the movie. But like for the most part, he's a decent character. I like the actor that they got for him. But, also. but from the beginning, did you see that twist come from the beginning though? Because I didn't from the beginning. No, not from. It took me to like the middle of the movie. Yeah, that's when I that's when I figured out in the middle. What about mm-hmm. you, Tony? What do you think about Icarus? Uh, not my favorite character, but again, I don't really like Superman esque. Characters. That's true. I don't know if he really. He, he's not really that. Superman esque to me. It, the powers it, are, but his character is not Superman esque at all to me. Oh yeah, no, the character no, no, no. I don't. I don't no. think they match Superman. That's, that, true. Like if I there mean, was some Ultimate I, World I, Superman, maybe. 
maybe like at the start i didn't like him but as you get to know the characters which by the way this movie does a great job of showing all their personalities and stuff mm-hmm. i just wish i just wish they did a little bit more with the flashbacks when you could see them a little bit more like a yeah. fastos flashback in world war ii man with the bombs was going off i wish you could have just sit there a little bit longer man and let this settle man it would have been mm-hmm. greatness greatness yeah. in the first act you see icarus you see sprite you see see uh cersei and the black knight so what do y'all think of all them characters man in that first first act, I don't know why the Black Knight was in this movie. <laughs> I don't. I, they I don't literally know put him. In, they literally put him in here to be like, "Hey, he exists. Yes, true. He's here." They That's just it. put him in here to set it up for the future, didn't they? That's all they did. That's, That's all they it. Because he really didn't play no part in the movie at all. Nope. He wasn't even like a good love interest. Nope. I, I just I, I just felt Cersei and Icarus were still in love the whole movie. That's all I felt. True. I felt they were still in love the whole movie. Yeah. I didn't feel nothing for the Black Knight dude at all. What do y'all think of Sprite? I like Sprite. At the at this point in the movie, yes. I was like, I was okay with her. I was like, kind of useless illusions, but whatever. But yeah, I was I was okay with her at this part of the movie. Woo! It did. I'm just gonna spoil it at the end. I don't like what they did with her either. I'm just gonna. Say, yeah, what, did, what did they do? Uh, you'll see when we get there. All right. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. All right, the, the middle part of this movie, they go get Gilgamesh and um Thena. They go get them too. They're in. They're like in a desert or somewhere. I don't know where they was at. Ah. It's it's weird. They living together. Area fifty one. They living together. Nah, it wasn't area fifty one. I think. They, what curse the cowardly dog? <laughs> nah, nah. They they they, they like they like living together because this is the thing that happens in the movie. Athena, her memories. She have so many memories that they starting to collapse in on, on themselves from all the different lifetimes, all the different memories. So she's kind of going crazy throughout the movie, and she starts attacking people around her. And Gilgamesh is like the only one who can like keep her calm and stuff like that. They go find them, and then. After they find them, they go find Druid, who's in a, he's like in the woods with a cult, controlling Mars. And that's when the second, second deviant attack happens. Mm-hmm. And that's when Gilgamesh dies. And like, this mm-hmm. is another part, I, I was liking seeing what him and Thena was doing. And I, like, he dies out of nowhere. I, I didn't get it at all. I don't, I don't know what they did. It, and it happened too fast. And like, it was no, no sorrow over it. Like, the act, they didn't show no action, actors. Like crying over the anything, it was it was weird, man. What do you think about the part, Tony? Uh, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Uh, I felt like it happened a little too fast. Um, cause like I said, I like Gilgamesh and Thena. That was probably mm-hmm. my favorite part. And you don't even get to, you don't thing. even get to see their relationship enough to know what was really happening in the relationship. It just ends quickly, man. It's so yeah. I don't get it. And uh, they the only thing they do is they have a little funeral sequence, but I think in this part they didn't really show like the impact that should have had. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Eternals don't have feelings, but I mean, it, they say they do, but yeah. it seems like they I don't. Because if they didn't yeah, have they feelings, why was they trying to protect the Earth if they didn't have feelings? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, that mm-hmm. part I uh, wasn't a fan of. I did like Druig in this part because uh, he finally, like, you know, lets those people go. Yeah. Because at yeah. first he's using them. He uses them to fight the Deviants. Mm-hmm. And then Cersei gets on and, like, you know, let them go. Let them run away because they're just getting thrown around and killed. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, this part was a. It was it was good in some places. Like the action was great. The action was really good. Yes. Yeah. Like I I gotta say also Kingo. I love his character. Oh, another a character that, star. Another yeah, character yeah. that crashed the burn at the end again. Okay. True. <laughs> true. 
because I loved him and his like assistant Karun, mm. I think was his name. Like they, they were great. They were honestly, I love. They they were also great in this movie. The comedy they brought to it was a, a breath of fresh air. I think. And in the Wills of Druid, you find at first you find this at the beginning that the deviant that killed um, Ajax took her powers when he killed her, and so they noticed that she, that uh, that uh, deviant could heal. And when uh when they killed uh Gilgamesh, he t- they took his power, and then you could like see the deviant becoming like like human or sentient and and worrying about his other demons and stuff like that. This is another part of the movie where they really like, they shortchanged it a lot. Yeah. Because that was supposed to be interesting. That was re- that was supposed to be but, really interesting. Me and Xavier talk about this, right, Xavier? Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of like they had, it's like it, it started fading. Like the deviant storyline just started fading. Like It was the there for five minutes, then it was, it, oh, it was even gone. when it was, they should have focused on that part. That would have been very interesting. I think they tried to do one of those things where it's like, here's the main bad and then they want to pull the rug out, but they pulled the rug out just a little too fast. Cause I wasn't, it wasn't even feeling like a main bad yet. It, it had just started to feel like a main bad when he was starting getting yeah. feelings and started talking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah after yeah, he it was kills over, Gilgamesh. That's when it was getting interesting. Him. That's the, yeah. right there. Uh, but, oh, uh, Kingo is that that's his name? The yeah, other Kingo. Time. Kingo. Yeah. They say that his assistant was a scroll. I gotta go back and watch the, all the spoilers and deeper you look into. Yeah, they was dropping Easter eggs though because he was talking about he thought he was a vampire and stuff. How like oh they mentioned yeah. latest vampires and stuff. Yeah, like uh, but yeah, that's the just just a quick pull away. But yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. And then the next person they gotta find is my man, Paper Boy. Paper Boy, Paper Boy, <laughs> Fastos. <laughs> hey, Fastos. I-, I said it once. I said it again. Brian Tyree Henry has the best range of any actor I've seen in a while. <laughs> This dude's got freaking range, bro. He he's in everything, bro, and he acts good. The action sequences with him when he started fighting was cool too. Yeah, they found him. Oh, he's yeah. uh he's in a loving gay uh relationship, and he got him a a, a son. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, when they first went to go get him, they thought he wouldn't help because he had gave up on humanity during the World War Two. That, that's where he gave up on humanity. I think that's yeah. where he gave up on humanity. Yeah. And um, he had a family, so it brought back his love for humanity. So he he agrees to go help them, and uh, after this on the ship when they go find the ship and all this stuff, this is where you find out the big twist. And the twist is that Icarus knew all this stuff all along. He knew the Celestials being born because Ajax he was Ajax's right hand man. Ajax told him everything, and you also find out that he's the one who killed Ajax. He he pushed Ajax into the ditch with the with the deviants so they could kill him. And you find out that he wants the Celestial to be born because he still believes in what. What the Celestials want, stuff like that. What do you think about the twist, Tony? What did you think about the twist, man? Uh, I think by the time it happened, I'd kind of figured it out yep, already. Yep, by the time it happened, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I think that was the problem. <laughs> that was kind of the problem with that whole scene there was you, you already figured it out. Like, if they had focused more on the Deviant, I don't think we would have figured it out as fast. Yeah, cause they, but they cut the Deviant out so much that you like, oh, the, the demon not really no threat. What's the what's the what's the real threat? And then you just you just start thinking, and you like, oh, it's be Icarus. One of them. It has to be Icarus. It's him, yeah. Because yeah. they was building the deviant up okay. real good. Like, oh, holy crap, this deviant is like, dang, he's becoming unbeatable. Hope he don't like absorb then, everybody else. Then it was Nothing. over. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. Yeah. Nothing Man. after that. Yeah. So you find out Icarus, he wants the celestial be born. So he. And uh, everybody's everybody's kind of shook because they scared of Icarus because Icarus is the strongest one. So they are all scared of. Him. They kind of shook. They like, oh, I don't know if I want to mess with Icarus. I don't know. We gotta jump. This I don't know nigga. we can do it. And this is where this is where one of the first things I hate. First of all, you find out that Sprite is in love with Icarus. Uh, <laughs> so so Why? when they split up, 
when they split up to for Icarus to go protect the uh, celestial being born, Sprite goes with them because you find out they're in love with each other. Well, let's go to a break. But when we come back, we are going to finish this Eternals review after this. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. So, where we left off, we was talking about Sprite. We find out he's she's in love with Icarus, but mm -hmm. she's, a, she's in the child body, so she can never feel love like she want to feel love. Yeah. So you find that out. I was okay with that choice. The other choice at the end, you're going to hear about it. I wasn't okay with that one. Then this is where Kango leaves because he, he, he still believes in Icarus. He still believes in Icarus. So he leaves because he don't want to fight Icarus. So that was the first thing in this movie. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? He just leaves and he's he just he just gone. He's not even in the last fight. What do you think about that part of there? Okay, so I ain't gonna lie, this is how like when when it started getting after close to the end of that second act, I started falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and this is probably the part that I missed a little bit of. Like I dozed off like a bit. I was like, yeah, this this is this is 
This is uh starting to drag. Yeah, I mean, from what I can remember, he was more. I thought I saw him as more mutual, but nah, he's he's more. But he he called Icarus boss man the whole Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. But I, I saw oh, him man, as more like like he he didn't want to be bothered with it. Like he he's just like okay, y'all do what y'all got to do. I'm on his side, but I ain't in it. Like that's what it kind of seemed like. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like on one hand, he was like you know. I, I I'm with Icarus, but I I don't want to kill my friends. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Even yeah. though even though um, Cersei had the thing to talk to Eternals now, what was it? Oh, I forgot what was it called. It was just orb. It was yeah, just, the they orb. just called it the orb. They were still taking order for Icarus up until they found out he was working for the Celestial. They was taking because Icarus yeah. was in charge. You could just tell he was in mm-hmm. charge. Everybody looked for him. They were like, "You make the decision. You make the decision." Even though Ajax had passed it on to Cersei, they was. Icarus was the one that was in charge, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kango, he leaves. And so everybody else, Fastos, thinks he could think of a way to beat the uh, Celestials. That's by melding all their minds together. Kratos, what's it called? A Triforce, some, something like a Triforce U- or something like Unimind. that. Unimind. Unimind. <laughs> and, uh, and this is, he he tries to, he creates like these arm bands, these like metal bands, these gold bands, make all their minds melt together so they could take down the Celestial. And that's where they leave and they go to meet Icarus on the battlefield, and this this action this action sequence was really good to me. They all showed so they up. jumped his ass. This is the Deviant shows up. I don't know why the Deviant even showed up there. That was, oh, that was weird. Fucking up the jump. Oof, and jumped the shit out of Icarus. Ass. That was weird. They jumped. They jumped. They jumped. They jumped Icarus because Icarus was giving everybody yeah, yeah, business. They jumped. They had to jump. Oh, just shit. all the stuff happened. Like when Thanos, you know what it seemed like? when Thanos got jumped. Yeah. It didn't work out good. <laughs> they, they, ju- they all had to jump him. Every single one of them. I wish at that part when Thena fought Icarus to like delay him that first time that it lasted longer. True. I wish that little fight had lasted because she is like supposed to be really strong. Mm-hmm. So it was a little disappointing. It didn't last as long as it it should have. A lot of cool stuff happened in that last fight. Like Fastos, he he finds a way to lock Icarus down with his uh, technology orbs or whatever. He locks. Oh him yeah. Down. Yeah, he actually was, ended up being really cool, his style of fighting. Yeah, that was, it, was, it was really cool. The Deviant shows up and dies really fast, so I don't even know what point was the Deviant was, what point that was in the movie. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like It seemed like by that point of the movie, it was like, oh, shit, we forgot about the Deviant. Let's put it right here and let's just kill it so we can <laughs> <laughs> so get back to the movie. Then Sprite tries to stop Cersei, but you know that's not going to happen, so that's weird. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a bad part of the movie because Druid just knocks her out with a rock or something. So. <laughs> the shit out of her. Just like, <laughs> just, just being the mess out of her. <laughs> just took her out. <laughs> like you're a bowl. Yeah, like that's yeah, all it takes. Oh, an eternal. That's all it took. Yeah. Oh damn! That's like like like. I'm telling you, these eternals they really power down, Dre. They power down a whole bunch. Oh, I could have did shit. that. All I had to do is not pay attention to your illusions and just knock so you out. So you mean to tell me this bitch went out like Obito from <laughs> Naruto? Athena. <laughs> Thena kills the Deviant in like five seconds. It was uh, that was it. That was all. Uh, the Deviant really, didn't, the, the, something that could be really interesting really didn't have no point in the movie. So, and then uh, Icarus shows up. He finally gets away and smacks everybody down. Shows up to Cersei, and just gives in. Uh, he sees some stupid flashbacks. All of a sudden, we, that he could have seen like three months ago. He could have seen the fla- yeah. same flashbacks when he killed Ajax. And all of a sudden, he sees the flashbacks and stops. And then the Unimind things happen. The And they uh, stopped the Celestial from growing out, the, growing out of the water or whatever it was doing. They there. killed it. They killed the Celestial. Uh, it, was, it was so Was it Cthulhu? And then, it was, and, then, and then just to finish this off, this last part off. Icarus, you want to know, know what happens next? <laughs> just, think if you, just think if you guess what happens next, right? <laughs> 
What happens to Icarus? He joins the team again. No, no. That would have been better oh, okay. than what happened next. He hit them with like, the Mike Tyson, the Evander Holyfield. I'm sorry. He says, yeah, he says I'm sorry. And and uh, Searcy says, I know. And this, I and this dude flies into the sun. Flies into the sun. Did that just? That flies into the sun. It's just like, hey, nah. hey guys, we need to end it for this it. movie. Uh, you know what's a really poetic thing? If the dude named Icarus flies into the sun. Yes, yes, yes. Before I get y'all thoughts on this, this this is how the movie should end it. Either they should have beat... That's the ending of Borderlands 3. <laughs> if, the exact ending of Borderlands 3. Either they should have beat, defeated Icarus... That's did the it themselves. They should have they should have defeated Icarus and did it themselves. Or Icarus should have came around and spent the, like the next two movies or the next two series that he in looking for redemption or something like that. That should have happened. This 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 ending right here was just done to me. What do y'all think about him flying to the sun? Was him killing himself? I guess. Yeah. I guess. I hope he's not dead though, because he's dead. dead. Yeah, I don't don't think he's he's dead. dead. That's not. It don't work like that with Eternals. You just can't just throw yourself into the sun. I don't know. They 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 was dying really weak ways out here, Dre. I'm just. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, They they is. Oh, girl got knocked out by a whole rock. (laughs) 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 Nothing else. That's the most primitive shit ever. (laughs) When in doubt. Just grab a rock. What do y'all What do y'all think about the final fight scene, Tony? What do you think about the final? I'm right there with you. I I thought it was really cool up until the whole thing with Cersei and Sprite, and then I was yes. like, so Dre just came and hit her with a rock, <laughs> and then all her illusions went away. Like a rock. Mm-hmm. It was so dumb. Did you like the, the way Icarus lost too? Did you like that mm. when he just gave up like that? No, I I would have rather him been defeated. Yes, honestly. Um, and then seeing the error of his ways after mm-hmm. he lost, mm-hmm. then I'd have been okay. But it's like him going. And by the way, I don't get how he joined the Unimind Me when he didn't have a bracelet. Me either. That's what I was thinking too, Tony. <laughs> I was thinking that the because whole Because Disney. I think that the whole nah. movie, I'm like, when did they put a bracelet, bracelet on him? Sprite did too, did she? Did she yeah. join the Unimind too? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe, what if he had one all along? He had a backup one. Like, just <laughs> exactly. What do you think about this last fight scene? I mean, yeah, it, I mean, the, it's a good fight scene up until that point. Like, <laughs> come on, like, they, they could have put this movie on Disney Plus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I wasted 15 damn dollars. Like, I just want to No, honestly, honestly, if now. you take out the end credit scenes and, like, the significant it is in the Marvel Universe, you got another Fantastic Four movie. He kind of and the special effect. If you take out the special, the really good special effects. Yeah, the special effects is really good, though. Yeah, yeah you got another Fantastic Four movie. So what was the after credit well, We're going to get to that. Um, Sprite, she, uh, Cersei takes away her powers because she wants to be human. So that was dumb. They just did that because the actor going to grow up and they ain't, gonna, they ain't have no explanation for that. So they had to take away her powers because <laughs> she was going to be a grown-up. They have no explanation for that. <laughs> uh, then uh, Cersei, I mean, uh, Athena, uh, Makari, and who else? Drig. Drig. They went to space to find other uh, Eternals. And the rest of them stayed back. I don't know why the rest of them stay back. Uh, that's where you see the Celestial come. They take they take Cersei and the rest of them that's still on Earth to judge them for for killing a uh, Celestial. And they said they're gonna be judged by the mem- by their memories. So I guess you're just gonna go through their memories and see if humanity really worth saving and judge them on that. So um, that's how the movies end. And then the, the end credit scenes have to have that. But that's how the movie end. What do you think about the ending, Tony? That end sequence was really cool it was really cool especially when like, celestia bro, showed up out of nowhere it was yeah, really cool they really showed you the scale of him mm-hmm. 
and uh yeah i mean that's that's about it i mean it wasn't like uh, also king coming back and being like oh hey you got the happy ending <laughs> yeah he's getting back out of nowhere like y'all y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna talk about he, how he just didn't show up to the fight at all y'all just gonna just act like that didn't happen what about you Zay? what yeah. you think about the end the end credit scene? No, the end. Yeah, I mean... Sprite I, getting her powers took away and stuff like that. Them going to space. Oh, yeah. Why did they take Sprite powers away? She really didn't have powers in the first place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. She was True. nothing short of a magician, honestly. Like, True. They dwarfed her so much. Like True. All she can do is make illusions, and they weren't even real ones. Like True. You a bad dream. That's all you is. <laughs> Before we end and give our ratings, I'm going to give you all a couple of end credit scenes. The first one. Star Fox shows up. Thanos' brother, Star Fox, shows up out of nowhere on the on the, on the ship where Athena then was at, talking about my fellow Eternals and stuff like that. Where your friends are in and, danger. Um, isn't what? that the dude from One Direction? Yes, Harry Styles. That's Harry oh yeah, Styles. that's Harry Styles. <laughs> oh my god, why? Yeah, why is Harry Styles in a Marvel movie now? What? Harry Styles is Star Fuck Fox. It. Yes. Shout out to Harry Styles though. Wow. Yes, he is Star Fox. And then the <laughs> other end credit scene is uh the Black Knight. He he opens up the. This case with a sword in it. The ebony blade. The ebony so, blade. Uh, okay. Yes, so, and, uh, it's oh talking to God, him or whatever. Yeah. And then you hear the voice from behind him. Everybody was speculating on that voice, but the director has confirmed that voice was Mahershala Ali, who's playing Blade. Mm-hmm. So he's there. So and uh, so the blade. black uh-huh. the black knight. Okay, so a little bit about his story I learned because uh, me and Eli was talking about him yeah. a little early. I was telling him a little bit about it. Yeah. So the room that he was in, he inherited a castle from his dead <laughs> uncle. Uncle, so yes. the room he was in in that end credit scene was that same castle yeah. that they're speculating that it was, and when he got uh, the sword and everything like that. What you know? What, I, and, I mean, and another thing, the the Black Knight not as cool as the scene. That sword is not cool as the scene. It makes you evil. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, it makes you bloodthirsty. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. So yeah, at some point you become bloodthirsty. But so I mean, that's. I, it's, that's cool that they putting Blade in there with the Black Knight. I think that's kind of cool. They integrated yeah. it. Because I think they do got a look. They had like a mini series together or something, if I ain't mistaken. All right, let's go ahead and close this review out, man. They give our ratings 1 through 10. Start with you, Xavier. What's your rating? I'm going go with 6. It's a strong 6, but it's a 6. Tony? Uh, just, I got to say, uh, Salma Hayek and Angelina Julie were very underutilized. That was a big problem. Facts. <laughs> I did, but I did enjoy the other characters, and I think that's what kind of saved the movie for me. Were the some, most of the characters, yeah. And uh, I want to give it a seven, but then I don't know. So <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna go with like a six point five because it was a solid movie, but I probably wouldn't pay to watch it again. For me, I had a problem. Chloe Zhao, I had a real problem with the way she did this movie. Too much, too many historical analogies and stuff like that. Too many metaphors. I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like the the character directions. They went with multiple characters. I didn't like what they went through with Sprite, uh, Icarus, Cersei. I don't know. She got she 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 mastered her powers in five seconds for some reason. It was weird. The end credit scene with with the Black Knight and Blade that was cool, but the Harry Styles Star Fox stuff I didn't really care for. The the first the first half of the movie was eight to me. I was really interested in the first half of the movie. It was eight to me, everybody. Yeah. But that's, that that last part that was a four out of ten. So I'm gonna average that out, an eight and a four. That's a six out of ten. Solid, above average Marvel movie. It's no, it's no Thor Dark World, but it's 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 not it's not Affinity War or something like that. So I'm gonna give it a six out of ten for me. I I would go, I would recommend you go see it. I I'll watch it again. Six out of ten movies I'll watch again. I wouldn't pay for it again, but I'll watch it again. I watch it on Disney Plus. <laughs> Harry, that was all. Let me hear it. Put that movie on Disney Plus. <laughs>
That's, that's our Eternals review, man. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. But when we come back, Josh Johnson will be joining the Trap Nerds once again right after this. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back. We have a special return, very special guest, a credible comedian. You can see him on his Comedy Central special. And also uh, has a really incredible album, Elusive. I have so much stuff I could say to, to build you up, but here, here he is, Josh Justin. Welcome back, man. It's all yeah, thanks for having me. One of our top guests from the year. Our first returning guest, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Damn, we yeah. made it. We winning. Check out yeah. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but the episode got us up to a half a million listens. So kudos. Oh, to wow. You. Yeah. Yes. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, thanks for having me. No, that nigga, also, thank you. <laughs> you got me up to half a listens, you know? Yeah. So, man, how, how's everything been going, bro? Like, I, I mean, just got to start out. How, we, we was talking a little bit before the episode, but let the audience know how everything's been going. 
Yeah, you know, things have been good. The album's out now, so the album from the special's out and everything. And then um, I'm just excited. I have a live show on Wednesday of next week, November 17th. Mm -hmm. If you're in New York, come through. It's at New York Comedy Club. And um, there's a 7 o'clock show and a 9.30 show. And we're going to be taping the shows for the audio to put together another mixtape. Yeah, I just know what type of, uh, who are some of the comedians you're going to have during the show? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Dulce Sloan's gonna be there. Um, Ashton Womack, Randall Otis, C.J. Hunt. Like we we have some great people coming through. So I'm I'm excited to also be doing a project with all of them. I think that that's like also why I'm I've, I've just been really not not like freaking out, but just you know like you get excited because because when it's just me, it's like okay, I I don't want to lay anybody down. You know, like with with Elusive, it was like I was working with all these artists and everything, and it was just me. But when it's all of us, I think it's it's just gonna be an even cooler experience so I'm, I'm happy about that and i'm grateful new york comedy club for having us um you know do it there and everything i think that's going to be a great spot to to record and everything they have a great setup and then yeah just gonna have fun on wednesday november 17th yeah so so the name of, of the mixtape is uh channel black channel black that's called the mixtape or where, where did you get the inspiration where did you guys get the inspiration for that name from uh, so basically, it's it's gonna be a mix. It's gonna be a little bit of uh, music and and comedy again. So we got comedy from the people there on the show, but then we also have uh, we also have some extra spins on Negro spirituals, like you know, like I did in Elusive, mm -hmm. and um, then we're gonna have some older speeches, like lesser known speeches, and just snippets, not like the whole twenty minute thing, mm -hmm. but you know, clips from speeches from uh, you know black activists and everything that are lesser known. Um, you know, so like everybody knows like MLK's I Have a Dream, but there, there are speeches that he did that people haven't heard as widely. So, you know, it, it's, it's about getting a handful of those together. There's like mm -hmm. Hank Aaron talking to Congress. There's like all these different yeah. things that are either really interesting mm -hmm. or really funny that I think have been a little bit lost to history. So those are going to be in between the comedians. So I'm, I'm excited to share it with people. Now, two of the albums I have literally in my Spotify stand-up playlist is yours and another person that's going to be performing, which is Roy Wood Jr., so oh yeah, yeah. I already know that show is gonna be like that's gonna freaking be hilarious. Yeah, y'all gonna have it howling, bro. I wish I could be there in New York to see it, but from what I'm reading about it, dude, like y'all, I'm pretty sure it took a while for you guys to put it together. I know you're getting toward that feeling, feeling where yeah, it's time to perform, but your all the preparation is about to pay off too. So did you have to take any special steps to you know getting this mixtape done? Like how did you keep it all together while putting it, you know, while putting the mixtape together? I mean, I think I think it's well. There's so many moving parts that's all still coming together. So we're we're not actually going to drop it till next year or anything. But this this part, this like live part, is a, a huge chunk of it that's going to be coming together all at once. All right, man. I mean, that's dope, dude. I like where it's going. I like the sound of it. your other album, Elusive, was an amazing album. Also, oh, thanks, man. Just to let, just to let everybody know to stream that one. But yeah, dude. I heard T. All right, I heard randomly on TMZ that you had to square up with a Karen at a show in Louisiana. Louisiana like two months ago. Do you have any comments on that? Wait, you wait, don't have to what? Don't want to. Wait, I don't think this is me. <laughs> this is like I think I think you have the raw guy. This is I have a very nope, common they name. Said it was you. And then when they said it was in Louisiana, I was like, damn, Josh is from Louisiana. Did you? Tim lies. That that would be wild. No, I I have no recollection of any of that. I'll that's just. I'm so positive that's not me. Like is is one of those things where 
my name is common enough that if if someone's like, oh, I saw that you were here, I have to genuinely think like, was I was there? I? And I'm like, no, there's no way. It's like so, the other one. It's like 10 million Josh Johnsons, man. Yeah, there's like a football player. There's right. like a, a rapper. <laughs> there's like a musician. Hey, if you want to do something illegal, you might can get away with it. You just got to put it on another Josh Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and then just hope we look enough alike. Yeah. Like just pray that... That the alibi sticks. I'll just mess them up and be like, it was the white one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the there's going to be a lot of those. Think about yeah. it. So how is the writing going? Are you still you still doing your writing with the Daily Show? Or, uh... Yeah, yeah. So I'm still a Daily Show. And things are going well. Um, and back on the road and everything. Been doing the uh, Back to Abnormal tour with Trevor. And those shows have been amazing. And then really just like working in, in New York, you know, doing a lot of shows here. Like the cellars back open, the stands open. So I've been hopping between those two and then just trying to enjoy myself, you know? So, how does, look, when you go to the cellar, I know you got to uh, work on your material. So, is, where, where do you normally like work your material before you start putting it out as a special and everything? What do you do? Is it at the cellar? Or I, I, I do a lot at uh, the show Ambush that I help with. It's in Brooklyn. So it's Tuesdays. It's at the tiny cupboard. And on Wednesdays, it's at uh, Two Boots Pizza and in like the back of this little pizza shop. But it's it's a great time. And the shows are really fun. We, you know, have so many great people on and it's it's a free show. So then people can always just come through if they're if they're ever, you know, looking to spend some time. It's like at seven on Tuesdays and then eight on Wednesdays. And honestly, it's like that. That's one of the main places because it's just two times in a week where I can just like really play and talk to people and everything. And then I, I don't know how much I like try stuff at the cellar. By the time I go to the cellar, things are pretty polished and I'm saying them the way I want to be saying them. I think that, yeah, the ambush is like the number one place where I like bring my newer things and try to like shape them up for people. And it, and it's a nice, it's like, I think that sometimes too, Brooklyn is a better place to be creating and carving out your stuff. Cause sometimes in the city like so many people come to new york city and then they're on a vacation or they're there and they may never come back like it's just it, like people really hype it up yeah. and so i don't know how much people want to see you work on stuff in like manhattan like proper manhattan yeah. and you're doing these shows at like really great clubs it's like i mean you can i mean you know that that's where a lot of great people go to try out new stuff like you know like Chappelle goes to the stand and then like you know chris rock goes to the cellar bill burr goes to the cellar like i'm not saying nobody tries stuff at those places i'm just saying like i think that it's such a special thing like it's special to see those people perform anyway so you almost don't care if they're trying something but with me i don't know if it I, i'm not at that level yet where people are just in awe to watch me try that's not <laughs> That's not what we're doing yet. Yeah, I, yeah, you got, you got to yeah. be. I definitely know that feeling, dude. I know what you mean. Like, you got to be on. Like, it's, you got them places where you can just work your material at, but then you have where you got to be on point because that's how the audience is there. So, you know, that's understandable. Look at snacks talking like he a veteran and shit now. I'm Speaking of the sure. Daily Show, <laughs> going, going back to the Daily Show, like political humor. That's my, that's my favorite kind of humor. Everybody know that's my favorite kind of comedian and stuff like that. The Daily Show, uh, John Oliver. I used to like Bill Maher, but. I don't know what happened to him. Anyways, how has it been like making political humor in these these times right now? Has it gotten more difficult or is it easy right now to make political humor? How, has an alphabet person tried to, you know, step at you yet? Like, this is the thing. 
is a thing. I think that for a little while, everybody, everybody, like every every single show or comic was trying to be a little bit more political because of Trump. And now that Trump is out, I think that now that's sort of like people are sort of moving on in a way. So I won't say it's like more difficult because like wild stuff still happens. It's more just that it. I think that the noise is slightly easier to cut through when you are making like political observations now. Not that not that things aren't still heated, but I think that, you know, like Trump was just such a central figure that just sucked up everything, everything all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. all and the it's energy. like to the yeah. point where you got tired of talking about him or mentioning him. Yeah. Or like people are like, can you believe what he did? And you're like, I, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and so now it's, it's like, you know, now, now it's, it's just different. It's not necessarily better or worse. It really is just different because like Biden is like sleep. Yeah, he's, he's a he, okay. You know, I heard, he's right, hard man, to watch. He, he's out. He's sleep. He, he sleep. He's and sleep. ain't nothing getting done. He's just the same as always been. Like, we all knew that was gonna happen though when you know, Joe Biden got in office. I just knew it was gonna happen. But anyways. I heard he sound like he gonna go to sleep mid speech at times. You know, I heard the story yeah. today that like in the middle of a speech he just farted for like. 30 seconds like for a way long time you know old people don't care about <laughs> and they'll he, look you in the eyes if and he fart. farted for a full 30 seconds I, I'm not sure that he would still be standing that's <laughs> yeah, not I don't he might die I'm not saying he, he didn't fart I'm just saying that that part does That'd not been quite sound one. true I think that a 30 second fart will you how how, how would a person what do you have to eat to you fart for th for 30 seconds? If someone, here's the thing. If you ever meet anyone that farts for 30 seconds, <laughs> I'm almost positive that they're not like really alive. But that's not how human bodies work. You know, work. back then in the old days, you could die from that. Yeah, you could die. You <laughs> would die. If you, if you got a 30 second fart out in like 1934 even, you would die. Mm -hmm. That would be right before you died. The doctor would have just called it right there. Like, oh, that's past 10 seconds. You would die. Or they could declare you a witch. He did have ground. a brain fart. He did have a brain fart though, and forgot not to use Negro anymore and use Negro. What? <laughs> oh, for real? I mean, the, this, what, is the thing, negros? this is the thing you have to remember about Biden is that when he was running, just blood came out of his eye, and nobody addressed it. And then we still elected him. So anything that happens after that, I'm not surprised by because we watched blood. <laughs> come out you can look up the video blood came out of his eye and we all just let him keep finishing his speech hey. and then he walked off no one stopped him no one pulled him to the side it it sounds like <laughs> that joe biden is an old man that we should have left alone <laughs> like, like like if somebody would have actually told him to like you know check your eye he probably would have amped out on them he seemed like one of them old people like don't tell me what's wrong with me i know hey i tried to get yeah on. people it is very funny people that old are always convinced i don't know what it is about being past 80 that makes you a doctor you but like fuck. people that get that old are so convinced that they know everything about their body like i okay so my buddies <laughs> this should, shouldn't be funny but uh my buddy's granddad <laughs> my buddy's granddad had cancer right but he would consistently protest he'd be like that ain't no cancer i just got some bad beans in me <laughs> that that was like what he would the? he would just say that like it would like it made sense and, and they were like no <laughs> first of all the beans should be out by now right and second a doctor told you you had cancer like it's it's like what do you what what how how do you think that this is beans like how do you think this is anything but what the doctor said it was <laughs> and then um he didn't 
die of the cancer though he died of old age yeah. but it's still that, like that's how my great granddaddy was bro I got, all right i got one for you so boom he was on his deathbed like you know he was one of them old people where he was married to his wife for like forever so when she yeah. died tell me why you know they told us you know he he on his last days why when the nurse came in to tell him that you know you ain't got much longer he he looked her dead in the eyes and was like I should have just kept drinking ginger ale. <laughs> just, that, that was the joke right there, that one sentence. So, he thinks so ginger does, ale can cure anything. Oh, oh, is the cure. I thought you meant I should have kept drinking ginger ale so I'd be dead by now. No, nah, he That's was like. I thought too. That's yeah, I, I was like, I was like, wow, okay. I didn't know <laughs> no, ginger ale that, was bad for that's you. Why, that's yeah, why I keep bringing thought. up ginger ale because, bro, he literally thought if he kept drinking ginger ale, damn, I would have had about 12 more years in me. God damn it's the cure all, man. <laughs> it's like Vicks. Rub some Vicks on your chest. You'll be all right. Right. I just have to stare at his ass at times like, that's not how that nigga. I just fell out of a tree and I think my arm broke. Why are you giving me a can of ginger ale? They did. Yeah, ginger help. ale will really only help the indigestion. Help. And that that's where it stops. <laughs> Everything else is like not, a, a myth. Not to an old person. That bitch yeah. finna cure the black death. And then you almost, you can't even argue with them because they're that old. They might punch you for it. Like, I mean, but do you, do you see what I mean, though? It's I like know. if somebody's 90 and they're like, here's how you make it to 90. You almost can't. You can't argue with <laughs> yeah. it because you look at yeah. me. Yeah. They won't be healthy people. They'll be like smoking. And you're like, but you, you should probably quit. It's like, well, I should have quit 70 years ago then because I've been smoking for 70. It's like, okay. How, well. how I made it, how it worked. I feel like if you're alive after 75, you're just free falling. I right feel now. like that's going to be me. I'm going to be like that yeah. rock star nigga that should have died, should have been dead. What's the Keith Richards? I'm going to be Keith them. Richards. All of them shouldn't have been dead. I'm going to be a now. skeleton and shit, still smoking Joe's. Like, hey, we still here, y'all. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like you, you when you're at, at that Keith Re Richards level, you just have gone too far to where your body doesn't recognize death. <laughs> Keith Richards might be dead, but his the, body is like, no, there's the no Grand way. The Reaper just followed <laughs> him. Done, we've done all the heroin. Yeah. There's no way. He just check on him like every other hour, like, where you going? Finger check on Keith. He's just standing behind it, like... Yeah, I I think Keith Richards is gonna live forever. That nigga immortal. Okay, so I'm looking at like your accolades, dude. Like noticing things, like going back to your comedy. So you get you you been mentioned in the New York Times and all other magazines, like as a new rising star comic. Like, how does that feel? Like knowing that people are recognizing you as a rising star and recognizing your talent in that way. Like the New York Times is big to be in that magazine so yeah i mean that's very nice of them i just want them to be right wouldn't that be terrible because here's the thing people make those lists every year and then you never hear, from, never them hear again. from them again so it's like it's like you <laughs> you have to really what once you get on some of those lists the pressure is on like uh -huh. it's sort of like well i they clearly saw something right. in me and i am hoping that they are correct <laughs> can't go out like an xxl freshman list person it's only like two of them make it out of each freshman list yeah yeah those the, the freshman list as well is like a bit too you can tell when like publicists have gotten a hold of something they, instead of right. like people mm. with their ear to the street because yep. yeah, there because there's people you know what is weird about this is what they should do they should release the freshman list let everybody get mad mm -hmm. then read the comments from the video that they announced it and then just put those people who everyone's like why isn't this person <laughs> on there in the freshman list because those that they're doing the work for you you yeah. know what i mean so it's like it's like they make the freshman list and then everybody freaks out. I was like, why isn't Fabio foreign on the freshman list? And it's like, all right, so we know we need to switch to Fabio. All right, like I think you could just do that because no one's gonna remember the one they got upset about. Yeah, they're either gonna do that or next year they're the first one. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's, I don't know. Like, I and I think that sometimes the freshman classes get too much hate. Like, um, some of them I'm, was ass, bro. You can't even lie. Like, some of the XXL freshman lists, you just had to stare at them like, I'm not I'm not saying that some of them don't do a great job. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that like some of the you know what it is to sometimes the hate becomes like fun because it's right. like a train that people hop on. Right. And so I'm and here's the thing, I don't really care about the list or anything. So when I watch the cipher, I'm genuinely just watching it to see like, oh, is there anybody that I like on it? Mm -hmm. And I think that I feel I do feel a little bit bad for uh Koi Lorray. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why because you, this is because let me just hear me I out. I feel bad. No, I, I feel like I know I what you're gonna say because it's like let, she let, don't finish, Drake. let she finish, don't Drake. Let, 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 let me get it, Drake. Let, let me get it, Drake. This is because this is what I think happened, right? So in every freshman class, you get a freestyle and you get a cipher, right? That's how it works, right? Uh -huh. So the cipher was like not good, you know, like the cipher was like it was like virally like not it, it wasn't good. Everybody right? was equally bad Every, on that bitch. Everybody yeah. was like jumping in. And then that other guy, I can't remember his name. I feel bad. Exactly. But he had to sort of like sing her out of it at like at the cipher. But that. then she did her freestyle and nobody really talked about her freestyle. But then when she said she was in the car and she was going on Instagram live or whatever, and she was like, I think I had the best freshman, whatever. Then people assume she meant her cipher. So then they were like, what? Oh. What are you talking about? But she was talking about her yeah, freestyle. freestyle. Uh -huh. I see Which no mean. one was talking about. So then I was like, oh, man. So then everyone like dogpiled on her even more. And I was like, well, guys, she wasn't even talking about the thing that you think she was talking about. So I was like, that's the that's one of the times where I was like, I right, well, that's that's not that's not quite fair. Like the, the thing <laughs> happened and it wasn't good. But then the other thing happened and nobody noticed. And that's the one that she was talking about. I feel you like know? that yeah. was the third strike because she had two memes on her for doing some wild but this, this this is also what happens though. This is what people will do uh -huh. to you. Not even not even media. Take the media out of it for a second. Right. What people will do is like if you have like a memeable like face or like aura around you, that's right. what people are gonna do. You know? So it's like uh -huh. even even so Drizzy, even with you, let's say you let's say just for whatever reason, you always exhale clouds a certain way when you smoke, right? Right. And so then someone makes a meme of like, you know, my my Monday already trash and then it's a picture of you exhaling right and so then people just see that they just keep doing it they just keep doing it. they just keep doing it so now you're just smoking the way you regularly smoke right. but then people exhaling they see you exhale they're like oh i just thought of another oh, one <laughs> this friday about to be fire and then it's just one of you smoking right. again so your behavior hasn't changed right. but the fact that people see you as a meme right. is what's like staying consistent you know and designer also i felt bad Ooh. for because Here's the thing. They had designer come in on the the freshman the cipher thing. or the freestyle. The cipher. Okay. So okay. so then they had him come in, but you know he does noises with his mouth. You know that's all he does. So then everyone turned on him. So he came and he did the thing that they got him to do. Yeah, you know I mean, imagine, um, bro. Imagine if you, <laughs> it would be once again Drizzy, like you smoking, right. and then we're like, hey, we love the like smoke rays that Drizzy makes, so let's let's have him come to the party. And, and then you it. get there, and they're like, why are you smoking in my house? It's like this is why well, you I, brought me. <laughs> that's me, like every other day. Like, why did I, could, I left my house for this? Yeah. Know, was it? It's just 
and that's that's, that's also why I'm not invested in the in the freshman class because I they don't they just don't do right by them. I forgot about this. They, they need an XXL for comedians. That's what they need. They need a comedian. You gotta go up there and give like that a would, two minute stand up set. For your Can record. I tell you how horrible that would be? <laughs> that would be that would be a terrible <laughs> idea, dude. That would be so bad because then there are some people, especially like people who um, there's like there's like younger comics who tell great stories, but then you give them two minutes, they go up, they tell half the story. And they just stand in there and then somebody else got to walk up and move them out of the way and it's, it, it would be it would honestly be the same if you had comedians do the freshman class on double xl it would be like it would i guarantee you it would be rough exactly it would be same. hard to watch it, be, it had to be like a riff you like you had to do like a riff or something like that to make it work it, i it, mean it, that that might even be worse because <laughs> then the riff it's like so somebody just like you walk up and your riff is hamburger meat and so now you're just like um Man, you know that it shouldn't even be a, a dollar though if the cow was healthy. Like you're, you're just like bombing. I'm vegan. Yeah, yeah. Drop just Mike. sitting there. Drop yeah. Mike. I don't murder animals and then just stare for a minute and a half. Look at all y'all. If y'all left right now, you're a murderer. I am a murderer. I love eating meat, man. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. I can tell. That. I love eating meat. I eat any kind of meat too. Chicken, beef, lamb, everything. What's the weirdest meat you've eaten? Squirrel. You've had squirrel? Yes. It tastes delicious. Yeah, we from the south. Oh, you from Louisiana. I mean, I've had we it had, in Louisiana. No, we had coon, too, though. We had coon, too. Raccoon, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, This is the thing that freaks me out about some of that stuff, straight. though, is like you can't, because you don't eat it a lot, I feel like I'd be scared that I got a bad one. <laughs> That's how I am, but I know how you got it. We got like, seasons. I learned that you can't, with raccoons and the squirrel, they got to be in season. Like, right now, they ain't season. But if you like- See, I even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a squirrel You season. didn't even know that? Some men try to eat it, it's going to taste like ass. Yep. Tell you now. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yeah. Hey, like, like, I mean, not like literally, like, not Kevin Gates' ass, like, bad ass. Like, it's just not good. Thing. When you eat, when you eat, like, these rare, weird meats and stuff, you also, I'm new to the thing. Oh, emu. Oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. Emu? My, yeah, I ate emu meat before. That's not, oh, wow. That's not, that's not wild. Like, though, like on double. Nigga, we did. Wake if you've seen an emu. They said the that. All the time I seen the emu. Somebody got them down the street. They keep yeah, they said in Texas. Do you remember that movie Double Take with Orlando Jones and Eddie Griffin? Yeah. 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 And they had to shoot out at the emu ranch. I mean, I, was the, I, mean, I said yeah. I had to eat an emu after that, and I did. The, okay, this is my this is my fear as well. Is that I wouldn't know if I'm tasting a bad one. <laughs> Not only would I get a bad one, because imagine you already you already feel bad enough. Let's say you feel you like, like you'll eat it like it's good. No, not I'll eat it like it's good. I just won't know it's bad. I'll be like, oh, I guess squirrel tastes like trash. I guess it tastes like literal Josh, garbage. Josh, you'll be all right, man. You just throw it for a couple of days. You'll be fine. That's okay. like, the, I don't, be fine I don't think that's okay. <laughs> so, wait, so a couple of days. Just a couple of days. A couple of a little diarrhea. It's all right, man. You'd be fine after that. You got to drink some ginger ale. I don't have ale. two days to wait. That's like... <laughs> you got to drink some ginger ale. That's like when somebody is like, oh, man, you should smoke this. You like, it'll 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 put you on your ass for like a while. It's like, but if I plan my day, why would I do that to myself? Even on an off day, I wouldn't have no reason to be out that much, be out that long, be out of commission. Yeah. I mean, they've they've done studies. This is a this is a wild thing. I might not be explaining it right. They've mm -hmm. done studies that uh, weed both slows down, like so weed will slow down time for the smoker, but then you waste time. So you feel like it's like been nothing, but it slows down time in your mind. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's why you gotta try to do. That's why you try to do a lot while you high. 
because if you don't, you're going to do one thing slow. You ever seen somebody just high as hell washing dishes for like an hour? Yeah, yeah. Those okay. There was. Do you remember True Life on MTV? Oh, True Life the show. Okay, I'm addicted to eating. So this is this is insane. Okay, so back in the day in Chicago, I was doing a show, and then after the show, this woman comes up to me and she was like, "Hey, you know, like she she I guess she liked my set or whatever." But we got to talking, and I was like, "Are you from Chicago?" And she was like, "No, I'm from I can't remember where she said, but she was like, um, yeah, I moved. I think she said she moved Chicago from there." because her last roommate was terrible. And I was like, oh, like what'd she do? And she was like, she was the true life, I'm an alcoholic girl. Oh, wow. So you remember the Mad Dog 2020 girl? Like Ooh, remember the, the girl MD that spilled the- yeah that was her roommate and she was like and then she stopped drinking for a little while and she started doing meth oh, and then she would just she Whoa, would just what, clean what, what, all the time so she was actually like an incredible roommate because she was cleaning everything all the time because she was like a I clean can't. person and she did like cleaning while she did meth she wasn't doing meth all the time but she was cleaning as a regular roommate and then she would clean extra when she, she did the meth. meth so she was like i never had to do anything how you make that jump to meth though how did where like, that where jump did, like you got bro golly that was a big jump no why does it's the shit that it's, still scares it's a wild me one with meth is why does meth make you so productive you, you saying that like you actually did it. no i've never did it like, <laughs> like that, but everybody every time like, i hear somebody <laughs> they did meth they really productive like yeah, they do productive stuff so they could get some more meth they trying to yeah. get more meth yeah, it's a, it's a speed, and so it's like as you're as as the speed's like running through you, you're like having all these ideas. You're like, maybe I should do this, and then you know you uh, dive in. A little late, but the squid count is weird, me. No, nah. I don't think so. That's sushi, no. nigga. Yeah, because you're you're just at a restaurant getting it. But it's still weird meat, though. That's, it it is, but you know, here's my thing. Squirrel. I've never seen squirrel on a menu. I've just known a dude who shot a bunch of squirrels and, cooked, and, and is and now cooked. trying to pass this squirrel meat on to people. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Even with raccoon, I'm like, so when did you this? You know what? You know what is really freaky for me sometimes is when people, especially in Louisiana, when people will offer you these like weird meats or whatever, or like I cook some of this stuff, they always offer it to you like they killed a person. <laughs> They don't. They don't. They don't just normally like. Hey, I got some leftovers. Do you want some? And then you're like, sure. And it's like, okay, you good with squirrel? It's not like that. It's always like, hey, um, my boys and I went hunting. I feel. uh, I feel attacked. Last week, and we uh, (laughs) we shot. We shot a couple squirrels, and we you know we baked them up. If you want some, and you're just sitting there hyped in it. What is no? Not the way you asked me. Like twelve raccoons, nigga. Do you want a burger? Yeah, yeah. See, that's the way to do it. That's that's, that's the way to do it that would make me actually want to eat it. Like, Anytime yeah, someone's yeah. like had some raccoon, they're like, "Hey, I got something to show you in the deep freeze." <laughs> oh, it's okay, like, they no, do it. no. Yeah, I have a friend who does that with boar. I've had <laughs> I'll some, be happy. I've had some tamales from a boar that, that we killed and hunting, and it, it, it didn't taste good. What season was it? It wasn't the season. It was because they. If you don't kill, if you don't kill a pig, see what I mean. Well, if you don't kill it quick enough and you let it suffer, then it releases some kind of thing around its meat. And yeah, its meat that, won't taste good. It was out of season. Then, wow, if it do that, that yeah. is. If so it do that, it was out of season. 
No, it wasn't. That's spite, though. That's wild. Yeah, that somebody. a lot of animals I, do that. All animals do that almost every yeah, single yeah, time. That's, that's why they do the bow thing to the back of their heads to kill them real fast. That's why they kill them real fast all the time. They do the bow thing, kill them instantly, and it's over. You got to gut them bitches scared. now because if they don't, ugh, that shit going to bust in their stomach or some shit, and it's just going to. I hate to be. <laughs> I mean, the way you just described it made it sound 10 times nastier. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was. That's insane. such a weird self defense mechanism. Like, they know you're going to eat them, so they just blow out their just insides. That's why you gotta kill him quick. Okay, so I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we gotta let Josh go, guys. Like, we run out of time. So, um, oh man, thanks for coming back again, dude. We just wanna let you. I mean, thanks for having me back. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it's my fault. We went off the rails pretty hard. No, like, that's this happens. is. This is, we, we talked about political humor for two minutes, and then the rest was just like, you gotta kill the squirrel quick. And it's like. <laughs> See, this is going to be the one random other interview you have on the lineup. It was enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I've never shot. I'm a terrible shot, so I've never shot a squirrel. Man, you got to come to the city, cuz. The city? Oh, yeah. True life. I'm from Shreveport. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) See what I mean? Before we let you go, Josh, can you please remind the audience where they can find you for this comedy special, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you're looking to follow me on any of the socials, you can find me at Josh Johnson Comedy on Instagram, at Josh Johnson on Twitter, Josh J Comedy on Facebook, and Josh Johnson Comedy on YouTube. And that's where I'm going to be posting clips of like stand up, clips from my podcast, all that stuff. And then if you're coming to the live show November 17th, next Wednesday, it's going to be at New York Comedy Club. There's one at 7 o'clock and one at 9 30. So two shows. Got Dulce Sloan, CJ Hunt, Ashton Womack, Randall Otis, Roy. With Junior, all these great people are going to be on the show, and I'm, I'm super excited for you. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, would it be possible? Is this too much to ask? It, could you put the ticket link in your uh, like uh, episode notes if we send it to Definitely you? Will. Definitely will. Definitely will. Oh, okay. Send it to us. Thanks so much. Definitely yeah, much. I have to do that anyways. Yeah, I just want to make it super easy for people if they can actually come through. Oh, yeah, most definitely, dude, bro. Well, Josh, we thank you for joining us once again, dude. Uh, we hope we can have this time again. But- yeah, yeah, let me know anytime. I, I, <laughs> Next time, it won't be maybe as random. I definitely, <laughs> next the time, meat thing took me. Next I'm, time, I'm not you lie. have a random bored-ass Saturday, you got to come just sit in with us in the episode. Yeah, sure, yeah. for Josh sure. Josh Johnson, everybody. Josh Johnson. Hey, man. Nothing but illustrious guests, Biatch. <laughs> All right, guys. That was an incredible interview we had with Josh Johnson. Man, great interview. Uh, make sure y'all go check them out. Uh, New York Company Club, Wednesday, November 17th. They're going to be recording the Channel Black Special, which is going to be an audio special, you guys. Uh, give it up again for Josh Johnson. All right, guys. Let's sign off. Um, just enjoy popcorn. I'm Popcorn the Zombie on all social media networks. Once I get rid of this damn flu, we is going to be streaming this stuff again. Uh, VX Bash on all platforms. Right now, I'm not doing anything. I'm trying to get over this head cold or whatever it is. And uh, I'm not getting Vanguard. I've decided not to. I watched uh, some of the gameplay. It just looks stale to me. Tony. Yeah, it, it, it is. They tried to get They tried to get us with them, re, uh, them remastered world, their wall maps. Yeah, yeah they, they, they did. I'm not going to lie. They almost had me. But then they, I was they like. They almost had me with that. I swear to God. I was like, no. No, I'm not going to do it. Somebody got to buy me that. Baku? Um, follow me at Ibaku2000 on Instagram. Ibaku2000 on Instagram. Uh, message me with suggestions for lists or games that you want to see us play. Uh, follow our YouTube page, Trap Nerds Podcast. Uh, we've been putting a lot of content up there on there lately, so check that out. And uh, comment and leave us a, a review on our podcast. Let us know how y'all feeling about the podcast and stuff like that. 
How about you, Xavier? Oh, yeah. Uh, speak back off of that. Follow the Trap Nurse Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow me, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, EXMEN PG, XMEN PG. I say TikTok all the time. I know, I know. Still ain't got used to it. My TikTok is lit. Okay. Bro. It's lit. If you say so. <laughs> I never heard 30 year old man say my TikTok is lit. Okay. I'm not 30. It's, yeah, so shut When's up. When's your birthday? When's your birthday? I'm not 30. Jared 8. You fist me I'm 30, not 30. Bro. I'm not Stop. 30, though. Stop coping, man. Get off the coping. I'm, I'm not 30. Coping. But, uh, yeah, man. Make sure y'all uh, look up, look look for the episode uh me on Humane Roundup. I was talking about my book, Arrived on Scene. Yeah, just continue to follow the page, like and subscribe to our YouTube and everything. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. The Trap Nurse Podcast. We are out of here. Peace. Started from the bottom, Biatch. Now we hit. Listen to the Trap Nurse Podcast every Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.